0: All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Everything is well here. Jake, uh, a couple things to talk about up front. Uh, well, one thing we'll talk about up front, and one we'll talk about at the, about the end. Um, last week we talked about uh, asshole rapist and uh, Curtis Fry. We didn't know his name. Alert listener Dan, and I will not identify him any more than that because he works in the legal field, uh, he sent us, uh, sent me some information on Curtis Fry. And that was the guy, the kid in Iowa City that beat an old man to death. He got drunk oh, and yeah. beat the shit out of yeah. him. So, uh, what Curtis Fry is, is his whole life, he was a really good Christian and on his 21st birthday said, you know what? I'm going to get drunk. And a bunch of his friends and family said, maybe you shouldn't. And he said, nah, man, it's my birthday. I'm going for it. And, uh, um, so he did, he got drunk and then he beat the shit out of the guy and killed him. And guess what? couple, three years in prison, two or three, I don't remember exactly, but beat the shit out of a guy and was a model prisoner and got out. Two
1: or three years. God damn, I thought he was still in prison by now. uh,
0: He should be, but he, so now he gives lectures on how Jesus helped him in prison. I don't know where Jesus was when he uh, was beating the shit out of an old man, but I guess a Christian would say that's his life path. He had to beat the shit out of an old man to discover (laughs) that he shouldn't get drunk on his birthday. I have no idea, but... uh, I I I don't know what to say. It seems like a all.
1: It would have been awesome if he converted to Islam or something. You know, (laughs) that
0: would be great because that's what you do in prison is you find uh, you. That's what prison's known for. Is uh, you know what
1: I think I'm going to do if should I ever accidentally slip up and get a little too drunk and beat a 75 year old man to death on my birthday. Hopefully, never happens. Hasn't yet, but I still got a lot of birthdays to go. So you never know. You think Uh, you do. Right, right. And I, I do have a vicious drinking problem, and uh, sometimes old people <laughs> piss me off. So anyway, should I ever accidentally get drunk and beat to death a seventy-five-year-old man like he did? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the opposite. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be a, a speaker for Team Atheist. What I'm gonna do is I'm <laughs> gonna be like, listen. I was a lifelong Christian before I got drunk and beat a seventy-five-year-old man to death. But then me and some other small-town Christian friends of mine. Got real drunk on my birthday. We thought he was like a, a, a Philistine or a Babylonian or some whatever they don't like <laughs> in that book. And we just started beating this guy. And then I went to prison, started reading Richard Dawkins and things like that. And now <laughs> the spirit of Christopher Hitchens guides me and keeps me from beating any old men to death for the rest of my life. Please give me money so I don't have to have a real job.
0: That's awesome. That would be a great plan if you just hadn't uh, let your cards fly uh, right down on the table. Now someone'll research this podcast and go, "Wait, that was part God of his master it. That's plan where all I went along." Wrong.
1: That kid didn't have a podcast. God damn it.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of atheists, Jake, we have a guest this week. We so rarely have guests. We need more guests. But uh listeners, uh meet Andrew Hall. Andrew Hall listeners.
2: Hey everybody, this is Andrew Hall. Um I run the atheist comedy blog. On Speaking Papyrus. of
0: atheists, he runs the keep going. I interrupted. I apologize.
2: <laughs> That's how segues work. And uh, I do the Naked Diner podcast too. Naked Diner uh, podcast thing? and the atheist. I interrupt you. So you do the atheist
0: humor blog. Where is it? Tell the listeners.
2: It's not. It's the. It's Laughing in Disbelief. It's yes. on the Papios site. Pathios is a large, I guess, a family of faith-based. Yes. Blogs. And And you have
0: your little corner.
2: I have my little corner, that's right. I am ignored by many, but every once in a while I get to the top of Reddit, and then they cannot ignore me any longer. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) So I do cheap jokes about my penis, about God, about all kinds of things. And how do you feel about
0: Jake's plan to uh, go team atheist if he ever commits a murder? Do you think that would give atheists a bad name, or do you think it would be a good name because he converted to atheism?
2: You know, the thing is about atheism is that we don't have the same kind of career track that a lot of religions have. You know, which you can lead horrible lives and then suddenly find your deity again or it finds you. And then suddenly, you know, you're you're OK in the community and, and pretty much forgiven of all crimes. You know, there, there's a resume I think you need to have when you're an atheist. See, this is and, good to
1: know because I don't really know that much about like um, – I I don't know the guys that write books on atheism because I'm not I'm not really into the like the movement. I just think that every I don't know religion's silly and then I just kind of ignore everything else. So you're saying I can't be possessed by a deity that a lot of people like and then and then cleanse myself by dipping myself in a river or whatever and washing away Moses or Allah or whatever. And then I'm, (laughs) I'm good again. I can't be saved. I can't be a born again atheist.
2: You there is no that? water-based solution for you to become a, um, uh, an atheist. No, God you can, damn it!
1: Th- You're not making a good pitch to those people on the fence for the swing voters, man. <laughs> what about I an oil-based? Yeah, <laughs> oil. <laughs> Let's, let's do a,
0: a quick uh, around the triangle here. Um, Jacob said something. Well, first of all, I, I don't know what I am. I sometimes consider myself agnostic because I think there's something going on. I just don't think any religion has the right idea uh, or is true or real. Jake, what do you consider yourself?
1: I think I'm going to see. I used to go atheist. I'm, more of a, uh, I, I'm not so much of a hardliner anymore. I'll say agnostic, and what I feel the definition of an agnostic is, is an agnostic is an atheist who doesn't like to get in arguments at cocktail parties. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Fuck it. Uh, you, you like magical stuff? I like magic, too. Hell, I love that game, uh, that, that show Game of Thrones. You ever watch Game of Thrones? And see, I still get to sleep with Christian women now, too. It's awesome. Oh,
0: that's funny.
1: So, I mean, uh, I, I, I can sleep with Amish women if I got the right hat on, see, because I don't argue about their little <laughs> beliefs. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I like churning butter. Let's go churn some butter back in my barn, you know, and I can <laughs> I can do that now that I'm an agnostic.
0: <laughs> and and I got a full uh full disclosure Andrew uh yes. um we'll bring up the reason rally in a second but Jake and I in the past and I forgot this until Jake mentioned it Jake and I in the past have made fun of uh the atheist movement because we'll we'll occasionally read a uh uh an article where someone put up an atheist billboard and it pissed off Christians right. or and and we're just like well, I thought the whole point of being an atheist was just to not be annoyed by, you know, fake deities or shit that doesn't exist. Um, and so well, well, I feel well, sort it's of getting in people's faces sort of as un- annoying as an annoying Christian, you know, like going door to door, like, have you found God or, you know, so is that what, you- so is there an atheist movement? You went to the Reason Rally. Talk about that. And well, do you I, promote I, atheism I, I, or do you just do it as a mocking
2: let me let me back up a little bit about what I because when I talk to people I say that I'm an atheist pretty much just to destigmatize the term atheist because atheism has been carpet bombed by conservatives for years since the 1950s, and what you know when I de- dig a little bit deeper I say I'm an agnostic atheist because there's basically two brands of atheists there are quote unquote gnostic atheists and those are people who state that they know that there is no god, and then there's an agnostic atheist where you say that well. There isn't sufficient evidence for God, there probably isn't, so I'm in a state of not believing, I'm not, you know, I'm not accepting that hypothesis.
0: Okay, to interrupt you, now, like with the Shia and Sunnis of the Islam world, do these two atheist factions uh, fight one another and hate one another, and will uh, there be an atheist-based war someday between the two factions of atheism? just like if you the- spent
2: five minutes... Five minutes on the internet and look at atheist chat rooms or forums or sites, you'll see a very vocal and heated, heated at times, discussions about, about what atheism is, what atheism isn't, how there is an atheist community, how there isn't an atheist community, and it, it just gets crazy very quickly. So
0: people are just as passionate about their atheism as others are about their religion.
2: Right, but no one's, but no one's blowing themselves up. You know, Not no, yet, but I think that no, was a
0: South Park episode or there was a series where they, uh, the, the Atheist War, I think South Park did that.
1: Which well, yeah. side will give me more virgins in the afterlife if I martyr <laughs> myself for them, the agnostics or the atheists? That's all I want to know. I'm trying, I'm a free agent on this one.
2: And what most atheists are looking for is a secular society, you know, like um, Sweden or Norway or Denmark, you know, the, there's no one blowing themselves up in those countries over, over uh, non-belief. And so I think that's, or Massachusetts, because Massachusetts, that's where I live. Massachusetts is kind of like the Scandinavia of America in a lot of ways. And there's not a lot of faith here and everything just kind of runs smoothly and happy most of the time, except for, you know, when things get super crazy.
0: A quick side note, I lived in Boston for a few years. I went to the Berklee College of Music Oh, yeah, Berkeley's great. And I, uh, no, not really. <laughs> no, it's a lot of money for a lot of nothing. It's, uh, it's, it's trying to teach an art form, which is uh, difficult. Art is something you should figure out on your own. It's not even trying to teach art. It's, it's, well, I'm not even going to go into that. Anyway, uh, the, the thing, I, when I moved to Massachusetts, it might be secular, but when I was growing up in the Midwest, I had never heard of Columbus Day. And I moved to Massachusetts, and all of a sudden I'm like, why the fuck is everything closed? And they're like, oh, this drunk uh, Italian stumbled onto the New World a couple hundred years after Vikings found it, and now we celebrate the slaughter of uh, Native Americans. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And now Columbus Day seems to be a big thing, but I never got it as a kid in the Midwest. Jake, did it in Iowa? Did you celebrate Columbus Day or get anything off?
1: I think so, but I don't really remember. That's not one of those holidays that a lot of families sit around lighting candles for. That's just one of those, oh, you don't have to go to school. You can play video games or jerk off or do whatever you want to do. So it's not really like a a memorable holiday. It's just one of those technical holidays like, oh, it's President's Day. It's Flag Day. It's Labor Day. It's whatever. Some stupid holiday where you do nothing with your family no matter who you are, unless maybe (laughs) you're the great, great whatever of Christopher Columbus. I don't know. But well, Massachusetts made a big deal, a big deal
0: York, about it. But, I
2: remember that. Yep, Massachusetts yep.
0: fucking went batshit crazy for it.
2: There is a movement right now amongst many municipalities to have to change Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that, because then the Italians are going to get pissed. I mean, why not just
1: change it bro, to fuck, Italian oh, fuck Day,
2: fuck I mean, to tell you the truth, I mean, if you're either going to be <laughs> on the victims or the victimizer <laughs> side, you Let's know, i going to go with victims.
1: Let's go with well well it is sort of their holiday like in New York the Italians get really excited about this so let's just switch it to something that they like and then make a separate one for the day. Americans like let's or, day, well, let's make it oversized gaudy jewelry day you know yeah. what i'm saying <laughs> tacky jewelry and 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 greasy hair day, like it's it's, <laughs> nice. it's it's hair product day. It's jewelry and hair product day. National jewelry and hair product day.
0: And like Jake said, give uh, Indigenous uh, Americans or Indigenous people or na- whatever you want to call. Them. I'm not sure what the politically correct term is anymore. But yeah, give them their own day or week or month or holiday. You know, like don't I. The the because it would just start too. This is where the Trump supporters come from. You say you know what Christopher Columbus was a rapist, asshole, murderer, piece of shit, and we celebrate him. And the Trump supporters are going to be all like, well, it's Christopher Columbus? He discovered America, Gabriel. And that's, that's how you get a Trump who, who bo- takes that bottled up anger and uses it to be popular. So instead of getting into that mess, just say, hey, you know what? We're going to give uh, the natives their, uh, their thing because we kind of screwed them big time. And uh, like Jake said, we're going to celebrate pizza, jewelry, greasy hair day with mustaches. And both the men and women, hey, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> you We've know, I'm really... you though, so Massachusetts is secular, and that's what you're looking for in America.
2: Yeah, you know, because, and secular only means the fact that you're not getting throat-fucked by religion every five minutes, like you are in many areas in the country. You know, I mean, there isn't, Basically the they... South. <laughs> You know, you're not having state money to go fund, you know, uh, a theme park about the art. Yes. You know, so. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So that's what we're aiming for. We're aiming for uh, a more secular society overall. Well, so wouldn't wouldn't that be more
1: at like the state level? Because it seems to me that a lot of the infringements of church and state uh, come at the state level, not so much the federal level. It seems well, you know, if anything the federal level jumps into to kind of break that sort of thing up.
2: There, There is a real pernicious kind of relationship between religion and how senators and representatives vote. Okay. Because when you think about like climate change legislation, there's a lot of um, Jesus anti science stuff there about blocking, you know, we're one of the world's biggest polluters. We don't have a lot of anti-greenhouse laws whatever Obama has done can easily be whisked away in the next presidency and a lot of it is because it's the idea that man has been given dominion of the earth and you know that's what it says in Genesis and a lot of legislators their constituents think that way and the fossil fuels industry have this wretched relationship with a certain form of Christianity and it's just ruining it but well, do you let think me, that, let that me, would let be more on the the energy companies
1: that's what because I was just it seems like say. that might be what, what they're sort of that might be a little bit of the propaganda to be like oh no exactly. we're not bought out yep. by shady oil companies but i mean isn't that more of like a side effect of the problem as opposed to the cause
0: that's what i was gonna say it's an end around where the industry or the the money knows that if they say you know like hey we're rich and we like selling you this it's not going to work, but if they sort of say, hey, uh, why don't we bring Jesus into the equation, that'll get the masses fired up. Well,
2: ex- exactly, and that's the thing about religion, you see. The, the, the thing is about the, the toxic effects of religion is that it adds gasoline to fires that are already burning. It makes our little crazy monkey brains go into overdrive and make really bad decisions because you're, you're basing your decision-making process on non-evidence. It's about feelings, it's about traditions, and it's not about the data that you see in front of you. And, and that's dangerous. Yeah,
0: I agree. It's very dangerous.
2: Yeah. Um, and, and you know, there's other, there's also other more traditional issues that secular people care about, like the um, tax exempt status of churches.
0: Yeah, is it? Do, I don't know the figure, but someone did it once that uh, if you take all the real estate owned by churches in America and taxed it, the amount would be fucking outrageous. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I agree, but just just to play devil's advocate on the uh, tax exempt status thing, they do do a lot of charitable work. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of atheist missionaries in Africa with the with the, any of the money that we take for like anything. I mean, yeah, we don't really have charities. Give to the atheist cross or, or whatever, but well, you know, I, I
2: I would like to challenge you on that. There there are atheist um, charities out there. They just haven't been. You know, we don't have centuries of uh, being able to sure. uh, put people to the sword. <laughs> to, well, to, and
1: also, I feel like atheists would donate also to things that aren't necessarily. Oh, this isn't branded atheism because. If anything, I think that would be stupid because now you're you're keeping religious people from donating to you. But we would donate to things like uh, Doctors Without Borders or something right. like that, to where it's like it's not religious, but it's not atheist either. It's just right. it's secular. It is. Well,
0: Stanhope Stanhope uh, made the the news. Uh, comedian Doug Stanhope. The 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 big uh, um, a tornado hit Oklahoma several years ago. And a CNN reporter like, Do you thank God that you're alive? And the woman said, Well, actually I'm an atheist and it made huge news. So then Stanhope yeah. started a Kickstarter or GoFundMe and said, Hey, let's buy this woman a house and it went fucking bonkers. I don't remember how much they they raised enough to buy her a new house and then some. So yeah.
2: I actually heard her talk. She was um, at a small convention in Waltham, Massachusetts, and I volunteered at it. I heard her talk, and from what she said about what the religious groups are doing, or some of the religious groups that were offering help to the tornado victims, they were basically, you know, offering assistance and Jesus at the same time. It and wasn't... And
0: that's the problem with missionaries, is Jake brought up Africa. It's, it's they go over with food and Bibles. They can't just do good to do good, and that's always been my problem. I I worked at a soup kitchen in Milwaukee when I was in college, not worked at, I volunteered at, and it was in the basement of a church. And I don't remember anything overtly. There was no like, all right, everybody, you have to pray before you eat. And it was very low key. And I like that. So Jake is right. Churches do give back a lot. But I think that the instant they say, hey, uh, if you want my help, you need my God, that's where they cross a line. I don't have a problem with anyone giving help of any sort as long as they just do it to be good. When they add stipulations, then it's no longer generosity. Then it's agenda-driven, and I don't
1: appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, but do you think that here's a sandwich and here's a Bible is is worse than here's nothing at all? I mean, if I was start like, I don't I don't like reading religious texts, I you know— but if if I was starving and someone was like, here's a sandwich, but you got to pretend that you're into the Bible. I would so do that for a sandwich. So, well, I, I mean, let me, let me ask you a lot of good work, man. Is it
0: is it I wouldn't mind that. You know, here's the thing. Is it here's a sandwich and hey, here's a Bible. This is what I believe. You know, do some research. Believe what you want. Or is it here's a Bible and. And if you read this, then you get a sandwich, because I've heard of that. I've heard of yeah. both, probably. It's it's if you're giving a sandwich and a Bible and saying, you know, Godspeed, that's fine. But if you're saying, I'm going to dangle a carrot
2: sandwich in front of you until you hold this Bible, that's that's problematic to me. And, and that's how religion becomes popular in in failed states, Um you look at the Gaza Strip, you know, there's, Hamas basically builds this relationship with people with the fact that, you know, we're going to give you all the social services you need, just like the Catholic Church did in Europe during the Middle Ages. And that's how these, these religions become popular. Like, once again, in Africa, there's no state services there. And so religion comes in, they start giving people food, and suddenly everyone's become religious. And then there are laws against homosexuality in Uganda or Rwanda. All Um, of them, yeah,
1: well, yeah, they definitely do do that. Like the the, the laws in Uganda, that was basically really, really right wing uh, pastors and stuff right. like that, who even from even America, the right in this country, were just like, OK, fuck you. You're you're like an ISIS with the cross. And so they, they they bounced and they went over there and they they, they preached their really, really firing brimstone, like anti-gay agenda. And now you get a death penalty for it there. And so, yeah, our American pastors. Um, I mean, granted, they're very, very much fringe, but yeah. they had a lot to do with why Uganda is the, the way it is. But I guess the point that I bring up the good that they do for the tax exempt status is we also give tax exempt status to the uh, charities, you know, groups sure. that do charity work. Well, uh, but they're, they're, they're nonprofit organizations, sure. and whereas religions, it seems like it's more of. It's under a, a wider umbrella. There's a much it bigger bl- blanket, and yeah. so if they had a way to cut it down to where it's like, okay, you get tax exempt status, but we're gonna audit you the way we audit sure. any charity, would 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 that still be okay?
2: Yeah, I think that would be that would be definitely a step in the right direction. Because let me tell you, I don't think Joel Osteen would have a twelve million dollar house. At that oh, ring.
0: fuck him. I saw him on Stephen Colbert, and the interesting thing was, now I've never seen his show or his ministry or done anything, but he he said on Colbert, Colbert asked him a question like, when you stand on TV, do you ask people to send you money? And he's like, no, but they send it anyway. And I'm like, <laughs> is that true?
2: <laughs> he asked for, that's you know, crazy. It, it's a big money-making industry. If that's what it is. Well, um, I mean, I know
0: it's money, but is it, does, is it really true that he doesn't ask for donations and they send it anyway? Cause I always thought that he was on stage going, Andy, if you send me money, like the televangelists of the 1980s that we all remember.
2: Well, I, I, I think that there's two different sections of, of a lot of these church services. There is the, the church service itself, which you see on Sunday mornings. And then there is another section, which you can buy my DVD book, whatever. Um, Join my email uh, list, and then you get all this great stuff. And that's, I think, how they start—you know—hitting people up. So they might do it through a backdoor kind of way. Now, of course, there are evangelists out there like uh, Rob Parsley, who's just asking for seed money. You know, they're part of this prosperity uh, gospel movement, in which they tell you—they will tell you—yeah, you John give- Oliver.
0: Built his own church and talked about right. that. Yeah, you send yeah. him money and then it it plants the seed and then the seed grows. Yeah, they're they're genuine hacks. Um, I I want to go back. Like I've mentioned it twice, meaning to get on path, but we just talk and then fucking lose track of everything because right, right, that's right. It, uh, the reason rally you attended the reason rally. Tell yep. us uh, both Jake and I about that and uh, in sure. the side effect. she the four listeners. Hi, listeners, all four of you.
2: <laughs> right. Hi, Dan, uh, listener Dan. Anyway, uh, tell us about the Reason Rally. So, the Reason Rally happened on June 4th, uh, a couple of Saturdays ago, and it went from 10 in the morning until 7 o'clock in the evening. You had a lot of great speakers. You had Bill Nye, the science guy. You had uh, James Randi from the. Well, um, oh, it's Randi- an
0: atheist rally, is that? that-
2: it is a, a atheist and ally rally. So, there were a lot of agnostics there, there were a lot of atheists, and it was basically a way to communicate. That we are, um, we we are here. We are secular. We are atheists, and we vote.
0: I'll I think I, I got to really quickly. into The gays have m- a much catchier slogan on that one. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, we're here. We're queer. Deal. I mean, that's just it. It's beautiful. You guys need to work on it. You can't really chant. We're here. We're atheists. Deal with. I mean, that. It, yeah, it doesn't. It's, it's tough flow. to rhyme. That's what it is. W- was there
1: any atheist speedo floats or anything like that? Anything to kind of draw people in? Any
0: <laughs>
2: Dancing atheists, uh, <laughs> blaring village people?
1: Atheist. There was a lot of atheist Body paint.
2: swag, I'll tell you that. But I did atheist not see drag? any. What's that?
1: You say there was a lot of atheist drag?
2: A swag. <laughs> oh,
1: swag. <laughs> I thought you meant an atheist drag queen.
0: Oh, T-shirts that said, uh, fuck your God, or anything like that. I don't know. What, what's <laughs> atheist
2: there, there, swag? It was interesting because there were there – were, People who are ex-Muslims who are wearing ex-Muslim t-shirts and it's like – That's going to get them pro- targeted by ISIS. I, I don't think you could probably wear that anywhere else than maybe here. Or a Trump rally. <laughs> right exactly but but without the craziness that would go with the trump rally yeah you know? well i'm
0: saying they'd fit in be like you gave up islam
2: yeah good for you that's the terrorist religion but the thing is is that they'd still be brown-skinned well that's true yeah you know they'd still be looked down upon as second or third class they might be accidentally swept up in one of this you know the sweeps to get Mex, you know uh undocumented workers out of america
0: you can call them mexicans we don't mind
2: I understand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you had Bill Nye speaking, you had other speakers, and is there a, an agenda? Is there a, like, is it just sort of a feel-good rally? Like, hey, I mean, not to not to compare the two, but like, gay pride is about being accepted for who you are because you're dis- discriminated against. And I don't want to. I'm not even trying to compare the two. I'm just saying, as a right. relation, do you say, wow, I'm not the only atheist in the world? Or there's there a lot a- of
2: that because atheists only make up. I mean, people who who state that they're atheists only take up maybe three percent of the u.s population now there are a lot of people who are quote unquote nuns who don't have any religious affiliation and that's 20 percent i think that's where i fall is i'll just go with none right sure so you but but for people who actually state that hey i'm an atheist we are very few and far between so there's isn't isn't none really the same as being an atheist like
1: isn't august nun and agnostic i mean you're not religious right so isn't that basically the same thing i mean i know that there's there's a difference between, oh, there might be something but nobody knows and then, oh, there's absolutely no God. But it, I mean on, on like a social level, right? I, I mean that's, that's sort now, of on the same. On the social
2: level, it's actually very different because as soon as you start saying yourself that you're an atheist in a lot of more religious areas in the country, you are looking for a fight. You're looking for a verbal confrontation with people.
0: Well, let me, let me interrupt quick. I mean is that – wouldn't to uh, uh, a Christian saying none be almost the exact same thing? What religion are you? None. Well, you're not Christian. I mean, is that the same as atheist?
2: It's not the same thing because, once again, atheist has this kind of uh, No, I hear you. The term seems a little more on the nose for... Yeah, I suppose. Okay. Okay. And and, and the thing is, it's interesting because what you just said, Nathan, because you could just say that I'm a Jew, right, and to a Christian. And basically what that means is that when a Jew tells a Christian that they're a Jew, they're basically implying you got this wrong. You got my book wrong. Well, well yeah. You, know, you, I, you I actually, added to
0: it. You, you uh, made it longer. And they're also saying, hey, we gave your guy to the Romans.
1: Ha-ha. <laughs> well, and, then, and then also, I, I, I remember one time I uh, I was in Mississippi because I was doing mobilization training. This was either before I went to uh, Iraq or before I went to Afghanistan, which was one of those two. And uh, I was – they have you do a lot of paperwork and legal stuff, medical stuff. One of the things I was doing is I was, I was getting a few pairs of dog tags made, right? Right. And right. You, you fill out the information on there. It's got uh, your name, your blood type, your social security number, and then there's a bottom line for religion. Uh, actually, okay. on the second deployment that I was on, I, I ended up getting like a weird one called Alfian, which is off a cartoon uh, <laughs> on Cartoon Swim. But anyway, uh, so the, the first time, though, I, the lady down there, that was doing it. it was a civilian lady, but it's in, it's in Mississippi, it's in rural Mississippi. Yeah. And she asked me what my religion was. And I said, atheist, you know, and yeah. she just kind of looked at me with this kind of shocked, almost like, like saddened and surprised kind of look. And she was just like, I'll just put no preference. And I was just like, all right, but I mean, it's, it's atheist. That's what's on, you know, and, and I still got dog tags that said no preference. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, how insulting wasn't that a
0: big deal that they to change the dog tags like that though? Didn't they? I I sort of remember it being in the
1: news. I would no see. Here's the thing: it's like I my level of it. I don't I don't care about shit like that. I don't care what the line on my dog tag says about hey, if I get my fucking head blown off, this (laughs) is what kind of superstitions, robbity robbity. This is what you do. Whatever kind of dance you want to do when I'm fucking dead. How about that shit? Like do whatever whatever. Your favorite deity is that's what you can fucking put on a stick and wave around me after I get killed for a bullshit war. How about like I don't really care. Like it doesn't matter to me. That shit about like, well, we got to go after this little old lady was crocheting a picture of Jesus on a public bench. Like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean?
2: You, like, you know, Jake, I I understand where you're coming from, and you know what, I'm a I'm a white, tall, middle aged guy in America, and to tell you the truth, I don't have to tell people I'm a fucking atheist if I don't want to. But the reason why I I do say it is because there are a lot of other silent minorities and just, you know, like, in you know, I guess visual minorities, regular everyday minorities too. And so I feel that when I'm asserting uh, my rights as a person who, you know, only takes up 3% of the population, I'm, I'm hoping or I'm helping other people who don't have the same amount of rights as I do to kind of like push the ball forward, I guess.
1: I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, I, I don't feel like atheists are really oppressed i just feel like we're stigmatized i i i mean so i I don't i don't really care about the stigmatization like i I don't that doesn't really bother me because i feel like if i'm pressing little things like that it's going to make uh you know like moderate christians and stuff like that the majority of the population not want to work with me when it comes to things like um I don't know, keeping creationism out of textbooks in certain states, you know? Like when it comes to the big stuff, they're not gonna wanna work with me because I was a dick about something small. And that, that's what I'm worried about scaring people
0: away. Well, and that's, 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 that's why I felt embarrassed earlier when I said, uh, is the rally sort of like a, a, a gay pride where, you know, we're not so alone. Because I don't even the 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 two are not even kissing cousins they're so like gay people are oppressed they are beaten for who they are and yeah maybe an atheist would get the shit kicked out of him in the south but i i I agree with Jake I don't think it's the same
2: yeah well you know it's it's you could say that you could be part of a, a of a I, yeah and I'm definitely not saying that that atheism and and being gay are in the same, you know, league. But I will say that there are people who being, you know especially, you know, teenagers, young adults who are being negatively affected by their parents, you know, financially, socially, sure, sure. you know, tossed out because of the fact that they are atheists. And so once again, stating that I'm an atheist in public destigmatizes the term. So possibly, hopefully somewhere down the line when you know a nineteen or twenty year old kid tells his parents hey I'm an atheist they're not gonna cut him off from his college tuition it's interesting I was having this conversation at a funeral and I was talking to a rabbi and the rabbi was saying that he was going to st- stop all financial aid and assistance to his college age daughter because she was gonna get a tattoo Hmm. Well, no, I kind of agree with that because tattoos are stupid. Wait, what? But,
1: I mean, okay, go. I, I mean, I definitely agree that uh, helping destigmatize that that term is a good thing. But I, I feel like you sort of has to have balance. Like you have to state it, but not be adamant about it. For example, I'm going to use my dog tags uh, story again. When when I told that lady I was an atheist, it was very. It was very obvious. I was one of, if not the only actual people she had ever met who said sure. the words, I am the atheist. I am an atheist. So let's say, yeah, later down the road, her kids are going to be a little older. Generations tend to change, especially on the religious shit. Her mm. kid says, I'm an atheist. Now she goes back to her first experience because first impressions make a big difference. Right. What was yeah. my first experience with an atheist? Right. It was that kid. I was putting the dog tag shit on his thing. Now, if, If I sat there and argued with her and said, it's my right, and how dare you, Christians? You yeah, And he was just like, oh, well, I'm an atheist, but I I don't really care. I I mean, that's just so not a threat. I mean, he was was there, he was a nice guy, and then he just moved on.
2: The thing is, is that you can – I tell – well, I don't tell anybody anything. I try not to. But what I say is that if you smile more when you're talking to people about atheism, that is – that is just as good as the arguments that you're actually have spent a lot of time thinking about. Sure so, sure, so when I, you know, because you could, you can say for an example, you could say like, hi, I'm Jewish. And then you could say, I'm a Jew and you're fucking wrong about my book. You know, so there, there, those are two different categories. So if I say right. I'm an atheist, I smile and people say, well, I'm a Muslim. And then I say, oh, well, good for you. You know, <laughs> you know, and if they want to talk about it, I'll say, you know, this is why I'm an atheist. I don't tell them why they should be an atheist. I just tell them, you know, I testify. I just talk about, you know, my journey, you know, and that becomes less abrasive and not toxic. I mean, sure, you know, I'm going to upset some people, but those people always are probably going to have some kind of butt hurt anyway. So, so- and I think that's what Jake and I have had the
0: problem with in the past is when we see a news story like there was one where uh, people put Jesus on snowplow blades to move the snow, and I thought it was funny, and Jake thought it was funny, but
2: then some it, yeah, atheist like,
0: got all pissy about it, like we shouldn't have Jesus on our snowplows. And our point was, oh, let it the fuck go. Who cares, right.
2: you know? Yeah, you know, you could put Jesus, like you could tattoo Jesus on your penis if you really want to. <laughs> I mean, well,
1: their their issue is that it was um, it was it was public property. Yeah, it was like state. it was it was public property. It was it was it was state property to move the snow, and well, that, uh, it's, the it's, high it's, schools if it's were not, doing it. And it was just, just like, yeah, I know it technically kind of breaks that barrier a little bit, but it's breaking it so small that, like, I, we're doing more damage to yeah, you know, no, I, atheism I, I, and I, secular I, causes by fighting that one, you know?
2: I, I, I definitely disagree with that, and I'll tell you why, because there is an absurdist kind of end point to this, is that, okay, so what if you have and, – and I've had conversations, very pleasant conversations with people. It's like, all right, so listen, you have Jesus on snow plows. What if in Dearborn, Michigan, they want to put Allah you know, or or some other – or or in some kind of – I wouldn't of, care know. about that either. Yeah, same right? you know here. I, I think I mean? they like, should. But, I think it would be hilarious. Sort of, I mean, so so let's say that the Satanists, right? Because this is the logical endpoint. It's like let's say the Satanists, you know, they're saying, well, you know, we, do, we pay taxes too. So there's no reason why you should have Allah. We want Satan. We want Lucifer, Lord Lucifer on the snowplows. Well, and, he would uh,
0: melt the snow. That would be awesome because then the snow would true. melt before him.
1: And, you, and they would still be against it. <laughs>
2: Satan is the best
1: snowplow guy, man, ever. All he he's got to do – oh, dude, yeah. Satan on the snowplow? That's who, I'm, uh, that's who I want on my snowplow.
2: And you know what's interesting too about these state-level issues is that people are willing to spend time and energy and money – a fight about something as silly as Jesus on snowplows as against right, to doing right. real issues like education, like health care. Well, yeah, and that's exactly what we were saying with that
1: snowplow thing. It's just like, let's worry about the textbooks and uh, the marriage laws and things like that. I, I mean, snowplows, that's, that's, yeah, don't shit. fight
0: the distractionary issues. Stay just draw on a dick course. on the snowplow.
1: Yeah, well, because here's, here's the thing about it is like you know what they, they could put if it's a high school that has for some reason in this small mostly christian neighborhood but there's a lot of muslims in this high school and we're gonna put a picture of muhammad on the uh the snow because we didn't we forgot that ruler w- whatever you know what i mean like this is our guy he's going on there well then you do risk the you know somebody who's a fan of the other book uh drawing a dick on him you know what i mean and that's that's what i would do is <laughs> I would draw a dick on the Jesus snowplow. Like, do do petty things to peck at it. Like, the second time with my dog tags, what I did is I put on Alfian. Now, that's a, that's a cartoon cowboy messiah. Sure. It's like a Jesus right. parody from the show uh, C-Lab 2021. If you haven't seen it, it's fucking great. You should look up the Feast of Alvis episode, okay. specifically. It's, it's goddamn hilarious. As an atheist, you'll fucking love it. I damn sure did. So I sure. put that on my dog tags. Why? Because I, instead of, Oh, this guy. Oh, it's good for people to see atheists in uniform or whatever. Like, I just like the idea of a chaplain, a dude who gets paid a lot because a lot of these guys i have seen colonel chaplains. You know, we pay guys six figures a year to talk to the invisible man in the sky. Put a private on that, I say. But anyway, (laughs) um, I like the idea of this guy getting paid six figures a year to talk to invisible men, whichever invisible men people want, because it's a military and, you know, you got different people in there. I like the idea of him standing over my dead body and going, well, I guess I gotta perform what you have for ceremony he wants. What's on the dog tags? Alphean? I never heard of that one. Let me jump on Google. And I like the idea <laughs> of a drunken cowboy, cowboy messiah staring back at this man and his jaw just dropping like, oh fuck. I have to what? Give up, give the platoon rum and ham now is that oh (laughs) shit they get they get drunk and they eat ham that's this guy's religion what the fuck am i doing with my life like that's what i wanted if i got killed
2: where where the danger is about the military. Oh, let's go back to the idea about about Jesus on snowplows for a second. Is that when when they are challenged, these these small encroachments on on church-state separation, what what atheists are doing or what secular people are doing? They're creating a disincentive for um, more craziness. It's the idea that you give someone an inch, they can just keep taking that inch. Yeah, the slippery and, slope kind of right, thing. Right. Right. So so you know there is a disincentive that if you do want to do something that really the constitution says you shouldn't be doing then there are repercussions and you know maybe you'll think twice before you know preaching uh, creationism or intelligent design in schools or trying to undermine church state and all these other ways but but in terms of you know the real danger of course with with religion in the military is when you're talking about religious indoctrination going on in in the real military academy. Oh, yeah. Right?
1: there's a, There was a ton of that, man. I
2: have like, never that's been subjected dangerous. to
1: more fucking religious bullshit than ever than in the military. But it was, I, I don't know, man. Like, the the chaplains seemed like nice enough guys. I didn't mind sitting through their little fucking speeches. I've, I've had to sit through worse speeches. At least the chaplains are nice because they take your approach, okay. too. Is If I'm going to talk about my religious nonsense, I'm going to do it with a smile on their face. Sorry. All right, cool. Because a lot of guys <laughs> in the military, when they're talking to you, they're fucking dicks for no reason. You know what I mean? they oh, yeah. like, so, yelling
0: at you. Yeah, you will yeah.
1: find God, soldier! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Because... I'd rather sit there because they would usually put chaplain briefs in between like some other stuff where they'd be teaching us how to use equipment or, or whatever else. And, you know, we sit there, we listen to this old man rattle on about his imaginary friend in a very polite and happy way. And you're like, God damn, was a nice old guy. And then some guy would come up and be like, all right, listen, you sons of bitches. This <laughs> is how to use this new goddamn uh, tourniquet. Not like this. You fucking morons! Like yeah. I'm like, dude, can you bring back happy old Godsey Jesus to cat in the hat, whatever guy? He was. You're killing my buzz here with all this technicality and in, 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 in real life stuff. In real what life I, stuff. Uh,
0: what you made me think of, Jake, and I think we've talked about this in the past. Is I've never been military, Andrew, but I've done military tours performing comedy. And when oh, you're sure? on, when you're on military bases, uh, at least back in the day you only had like one channel in the in the military hotel, which was uh, Armed Forces Entertainment, I think, AFE. Yep. And uh, this, so it was all military commercials. There were no, like, you wouldn't see commercials for Coke or Tide or, sure. you know. Uh, and, and one commercial they played a lot because it's unfortunately a very serious problem with the mi- military is suicide. So they had oh, these yeah. ads like, are you feeling depressed? And do you feel like killing yourself? Make sure you talk to your chaplain. All right, oh, yeah, here's they the tell next, you to talk to your chaplain about like, Just anything going I know. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's going to solve it. Good job. I, I feel like the Ghostbusters are like, yeah, that'll do it. Thanks a lot, Ray. You know, like, like there you go. He's not yeah. going to kill himself. He's going to talk to his chaplain. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah but yeah, if the chaplain it.
0: is a smiley, old-timey Jesus guy, maybe he will talk to him. Maybe, like Jake said, he'll have this memory of a, a happy-go-lucky guy with a good smile on his face and go, well, maybe I will talk
1: to him. Well, a good you friend know, of mine that was in my platoon with me, uh, he... He's also like been an atheist his whole life and shit, you know. And he 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 said something really funny to me about that one day. Most of the people that go to talk to the chaplains are not like, oh, I'm on the verge of suicide. It's basically the shit bags who are just bad at the job and have shitty attitudes. They get in trouble a lot, so they're fucking sad, right? And sure. so they go and they just whine about. It. I mean, not like I'm going to blow my head off because my wife left me. That's not most of what they get. Most of what they get is yeah, my. My team leader's mean to me. He made me do push right? And he's like, I like that these hardcore religious guys who get paid to do all this religious stuff, that's not what they spend most of their day doing. They're basically glorified guidance counselors. And they just have pussies <laughs> coming and whining to them all goddamn day. And they barely <laughs> even get to talk about Jesus. They get to just wipe their
2: sniveling little snot bubbles and send them on their way. <laughs> I imagine for the 1% of the people, or I don't know what the percentage is of people who have serious mental issues who do go see chaplains, I think that, oh, I'm hoping that the chaplains would give them more constructive advice than go pray about it.
0: Yeah, that would be the hope. Yeah. All right, well, I don't know if you guys heard the background noise a little while ago. My wife is... uh She's called a liar. Have you ever heard of someone that lies? Yeah. Um, they, they, my family was gone uh, out of town visiting her family, taking the kids to the grandparents and she texted and I said, what time are you coming home? She said, oh 30. And that was her being cute because they walked in the door. And generally the podcast is about a half an hour. It's been fascinating, but we're at uh, almost 45 minutes. So I would love to have you on again, Andrew. Yeah, uh, this is fun. I right? don't even know if next week or maybe in three weeks, I don't know if we should just beat down the atheist angle, but, I have yep, enjoyed you know, the hell out of this conversation. Yeah, this
2: is great, Matt. That's great. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'll come on whenever you guys want me to. I'm, I'm great. You know, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool. Keep, I do, before we talk
0: I do want to bring up one thing, and Andrew can stay on for this. Uh, sure. I want to talk about, um, I said that we, uh, alert listener Dan brought up um, sentencing, and we talked about the, the fuckhead, asshole, piece of shit, rapist Brock Turner last week, and uh, the rape sympathizer uh, Aaron Persky, uh, Dan works in the legal uh, profession, and he said it is. Let me scroll back to his message. It is very, it is near impossible for the state to appeal someone's sentence to get that person more jail time or a higher fine, unless the judge imposed a sentence that was itself illegal because of a less. It was less than a minimum set by a state stat or by a statute from a previous case. So uh, the 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 shithead's getting six months for rape and. It's going to be hard to bump that up. Uh, we we wondered last week if someone could bump up the asshole Brock Turner shithead rapist sentence, and a legal a legal profession person says probably not.
1: Well, that that sucks. I mean, I I, I guess I'm going to say the same thing I said last week. I we take 12 people to convict somebody guilty or innocent, but then there's just one person to decide. How much time do they get? What's the punishment? Now, I know that that guy's a legal expert. That's not just whatever random person they brought in for jury duty. They couldn't even get out of it. It's it's still a human being, though, and there's always human error. So at least have one other person debating that with him. I know it's going to raise legal costs, but, I mean, cost-benefit analysis, I, I think the benefits would outweigh the cost on this one. Also, I think state minimums should be a little bit higher for things like that because I always hear with the war on drugs, like, oh, in documentaries, they go, well, you know, the minimum for an eight ball of coke in in New Mexico is, is 10,000 years, and so I had to give it to him because that's, well, okay, well, are you telling me the minimum for fucking an unconscious woman in an alley is six months or, or yeah. less, wherever he was at?
0: Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if that is just – See, I, I, this is where I'm never sure to fall down on. If it's just really, really shitty, shitty legislation or statutes, or if it's just blatant sexism where it's it was such not even a thought that uh, maybe if someone is a rapist, there should be a, a minimum. You know, like that... Right. I, I don't know that if we, we demean women so horribly in this society that uh, that there's no minimum for rape that that it's just a judge's discretion and the judge can sympathize with a rapist and go eh, six months he learned That's his crazy. lesson
1: and i realize there's different levels of 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 sexual assault too so you know you first degree second degree third degree you're aggravated sexually you know whatever you, yeah you incorporate you know what i mean you you make different levels of that shit but uh, there should be some kind of minimum. if there's minimums for marijuana there should be minimums for rape man
2: mm-hmm. Absolutely. i'd like to see a minimum for his parents too yeah, fuck
1: First them. For his parents, yeah, yeah. Those guys Great are dicks. Waters. All right. Oh, I hey. do have. Uh, there was one more thing I wanted to say if, if uh, before we get on. Yep, out of yep. Here, go, ahead. Uh, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. The the Orlando shootings just happened recently, and um, I yeah. You know, a lot of talk is is it, it, it's weird because for the most part in this country you either hear you know gun control on the left or let's go kick more ass in the Middle East on the right. Whereas <laughs> I've heard very little uh, about like hey. Why? Here's here's a question that I wish would get asked more. How come every time it seems like somebody does uh, an act of terrorism over here that seems to be related to Islam, it's 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 usually more about ISIS or the Taliban or Al Qaeda. And why is it never Boko Haram? Because Boko Haram is basically the ISIS of Africa. Mm. They, they do just as much evil shit. They have just as much evil ideologies. They do do bad shit to bring back our girls. They kidnapped right. that, that right. and they're still
0: yeah. gone. They're still missing.
1: Okay, so how come Boko Haram didn't shoot up the Orlando thing. Why was it a kid saying, "Oh, I'm with ISIS"? And that's they don't, because they don't Boko have a good Haram, publicist.
0: They don't have good marketing. <laughs> yeah.
1: They don't have the Twitter following. You got these millennials. You can't just get them with the fire and brimstone at the uh, at the mosque. You got to get on Twitter. But no, I what I think it is is it's that we didn't give surface to air missiles to the neighbors of Boko Haram. We don't have bases over there. Basically there's we're not we don't have weird oil deals in that region so we ain't trying to play game of thrones over there like we're trying to do in the middle east so i think if, if, as long as we keep on hammering that shit that stuff like this is going to happen man we got to scale back over there that was well, my let, my thoughts on on orlando
0: let's talk uh, orlando next week cuz i i have an idea let me make a note of it and uh, yeah i i have some thoughts too obviously but the mm. nice thing about waiting a week is maybe things can settle as opposed to just mm. jumping on a I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna yell, but either way, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on to have you again. Had
2: a great time, guys. I had a lot of fun. Absolutely. Later everyone. Okay, take care.